coming up next on Glow in the Dark. The thing that pregnancy brings out in all of us is it does bring us to our core memories. It does bring us to our core wounds Mm -hmm. because this is the beginning. And it's always going to remind people of of their beginnings, of your beginnings. And it brings it up in all of us. Hey, hey, welcome to Glow in the Dark, a well-being podcast for embracing both our lights and our shadows. I'm Tracy, and I've had the honor of experiencing 20 years of beautiful friendship with my co-host, Girdly. What's up, y'all? What Tracy said is accurate. Our friendship works mainly because we have an insatiable appetite for convos that are curious, illuminating, and spicy. Mm-hmm. The kind that unpacks the deeper messages within this human experience. We're hella grateful you're here. Hey guys, what it do? First and foremost, I always want gratitude to be at the center of these conversations. So know that we are so grateful for your attention, for your ears, if you're listening to this, to your eyes and ears, if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, If you're a newbie, welcome. If you're a regular, welcome back. This is the Glow in the Dark podcast. I'm Tracy. This is... I'm Girdly. What's up, y'all? Mm-hmm. And Glow in the Dark is our well-being hangout. This is where we uncover the deeper messages that dwell within our everyday life. Mm. This is also where we make sense of or honor, I should say, that the brightest moments in our lives, the darkest moments in our lives, the candlelit moments of our lives are all tied together through an umbrella of divine moments of our life. One is not um, better than the other. One is not worse than the other, even if it may feel like that. They are all teachers for us. And speaking of teachers, Girdley is actually one of my favorite teachers, I must say. Girdley and I, as a twosome. We have been together for <laughs> 20 years. There has been plenty of romance and there has been zero sexual intimacy. <laughs> In other words, we've had a magnificent friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and it's why we're still friends today. <laughs> I'm sure many of y'all have that very unique partnership in your lives. (laughs) And so Gurdley and I, we've always had um, conversations that have been through the flavors of curiosity, illumination, very spicy. And so we're like, okay, we want to do this with y'all. We want to spread these dialogues, not just within us and hoard them, but really have them be a part of y'all lives and maybe kick off important, necessary, vulnerable conversations in your lives as well. This has been a tricky conversation for me to bring to the mic at first because it has to do with not an elephant in the room, but a belly in the room. <laughs> they feel awfully synonymous. <laughs> so even though it is Girdley and I, but we do have a third body here. We do have a special guest named Bun. <laughs> Bun for now. For now, guys. Yeah. So... Girdley is pregnant. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am, y'all. Super duper. (laughs) Yes. Big time pregnant. And like, listen, Girdley has 
been pregnant many other times in her life because she's been pregnant with quite the number of dreams Mm -hmm. which she has (laughs) labored and sent off into the world in um, gorgeous ways. But this is the time of Gurley's life where she is birthing a human. Wow. (laughs) Let me just pause and just talk about like the beauty of your poetry. Like you, you're you're beautiful, Trace. (laughs) Well, absolute beautiful. You already know what I'm going to say because you say it too. We are reflections. Yes. 100% of each other friend. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but I still said, I, I hinted at there being some discomfort for me because the signals change. Yeah. Right. And you're in this episode right now, dear listener, because you saw the title, <laughs> right? And we have such a plethora of conversations around motherhood as we should and around family planning as we should. But what I noticed is I had not been seeing much talk around how motherhood and family planning can and will impact friendships, Yeah, you know? And so that's what we wanted to dive into today. Gurley and I actually had a really beautiful, vulnerable, potent one-on-one a few days ago without mics, without cameras, just in the midst of God's eye. And it was really moving. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really, really scary mm-hmm. because there's just so many different emotions because also not only is girdley pregnant there's two more tent poles within a few months girdley also became a fiance and my boo is moving yeah out of state out <laughs> of state not down the block not to another <laughs> borough out of state so i'm yeah. just like oh my gosh what's going on and As much as there is celebration and that's, you know, the obvious emotion that's going to get um, triggered, but there is also so many other things that entered this, you know, soup of feelings. And I was like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting to taste fear. Mm. You know, I wasn't expecting to taste a a sense of abandonment, Mm. right? And so where the hell are all of these things coming from? And also I had forgot in the midst of all of my self-study, the fears that my beautiful best friend is also experiencing (laughs) while holding the excitement, you know, while holding all of this positive anticipation. So yeah, we want to get into all of that. And for me, what was my main challenge and it was worrying that i was going to be demoted in my friend's life not knowing what my role was if my value was now going to be diminished just what was my place because my very first limiting belief that I recited to myself unknowingly as a child who was very observant was children ruin friendships. That was the first thing I ever told myself. And like many people, I was very observant um, and noticed that my parents 
didn't really have a friendship circle. Mm -hmm. You know, we had family, of course, but we didn't have chosen family. And that really saddened me. But in hindsight, when you are an observant child, as great as a quality it can be, and it leads to becoming a storyteller, but you don't have the cognitive tools yet because your brain is still developing to know the difference between a story that's fiction and a story that's fact. You're observing things and because as a child you tend to see through a very binary lens and you don't have the ability to hold space for nuances, you don't even investigate your observations. You don't ask questions about it. You just absorb Mm -hmm. and consume. And so I remember hearing, and God bless my parents because they were doing the best with what they knew at that time, right? And... They wanted to give myself and my sister, my older sister, to one, another one of my best friends, actually, Cassie. But I always heard my parents say, we're doing this for you. We're doing this for you. We're doing this for you, you know? And I was like, dang, like, but why does all these other parts of your identity end up becoming like the sacrificial lamb? Like, Who am I (laughs) really, you know, and friendship meant everything to me because it was tethered to choice in a way, you know what I mean? And all I wanted as a child was to step into my autonomy, you know, because I was someone that really had issues with authority. <laughs> and in a lot of ways grew into a grown woman that still has issues with, with with authority. But you know, that story entered my mind of children being the the death of friendship. And I went about my business, yada, yada, yada. How does this connect to Girdley, right? Well, this fear runs really deep because I said this to you the other day, Girdley, the same way you already love this, I can say what you're having. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the same way you already. Thanks for asking. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Try to be mindful. Try to be mindful. But the same way you already adore, love, feel complete commitment to my nephew, your son, who we have yet to physically meet. That's how I felt about you so many years before we physically met, (laughs) you know, because another one of the stories and observations I had in my head as a youth living in the suburbs was, dang, I get to choose my friends, but in a very limited manner because it's all based on proximity, you know? And when I had visited New York City during one of our family trips to see like some type of Disney on ice or whatever. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the land of variety. You know what I mean? This is the land of freedom, et cetera, et cetera. And so I put my imagination to work (laughs) and I just started dreaming, you know, Um, and playing with the idea of this friend that really mirrored me. And yes, I did have some, I don't want to dismiss the friends that I did receive in my, during my childhood, but I always felt like just something was missing, you know, and I wanted friendship that felt intentionally 
chosen, you know, that I really felt like mirrored me so that I didn't have to feel um, performative a lot of times in my childhood. Not that I knew what the hell the word performative was when I was a kid. <laughs> but this is me. This is me making sense now. Um, so, yeah, I end up obviously in New York, going to college in New York, also in high school. I didn't get to choose my high school. I was kicking and screaming all the way to that all girls school, man. I was even like threatening to divorce my parents <laughs> because they were putting me in a high school without my consent. And I was like, you don't really understand how important social circles are to my sanity. <laughs> And to my growth as a human, like I need to choose these. I need to choose, but whatever. I did get some good friends out of high school, but finally I'm in college mm-hmm. and I meet Girdley and I'm like, whoa, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> it's her. It's the one, it's the one that I've been dreaming about. It's so crazy. Like, how come we don't have any Disney movies about this? Like, how romantic is this? This is a fairy tale. <laughs> And that kind of ties into my fear because in New York, um, specifically and specific to my experience and Girdley's, which you'll verify in a second, I didn't often meet women, young women, and then grown women who had a desire for children mm-hmm. or desire to have conversations around children like New York. The emphasis is career. Yep. Creativity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we'll get to the other stuff later. Mm -hmm. And so here we are at a date called later. (laughs) 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 And with everything happening at once in Girdley's life, it hit me really hard in my chest. And I was, I'm used to holding what seems like very um, a clash of feelings. But this one, I didn't feel like I had any permission to Mm. share out loud, Mm. which is tough for me because anyone who knows me, experiences me, gets a very hefty bowl of my perspective. You know, I tend to be direct. Sometimes I'm not. I am a Scorpio. So sometimes I can like ruminate over things, but especially in this relationship with Gurley, the way I just set it up, you know, Gurley being my dream platonic friend (laughs) and who I've shared so much of my life with um, and Gurley who has seen me in my lowest like sub zero moments, right? Those dark moments I was expressing in the beginning. When someone is pregnant, the story I told myself is that there is no room for any other expression than joy. Mm. Anything else deserves to be met with suspicion. Mm. Anything else is actually a revelation of your true nature, bitch, and that you're a hater. (laughs) Anything else is inconsiderate of your friend's new chapter in life you know and so I was like damn even though I have these massive fears and yes I have not only forgiven my parents for certain things in my childhood 
But I've also found a way to be grateful Mm -hmm. for the decisions that they made that I didn't understand or appreciate when I was younger. I've been able to do both of those things now. But what I forgot to do was rewrite the story, Mm -hmm. was rewrite the story. I don't have a lot of friends who have the trifecta of motherhood, um, what Girdley will soon have, marriage, and move. And so all of those three things at once flung me into a core memory. And my body just felt, you know, unsafe. (laughs) But then it's also like warring with my heart that's like, well, bitch, remember when you said you love New York City because of variety? I think this is a display of variety. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is change and you love Girdley and you can have more of Girdley now because <laughs> she's literally giving birth to an extension of herself in a way. You know what I mean? So what's 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 going on? And I also didn't think to myself that you're not the only person that's going through change. Like, and you said this so beautifully, Girdley, where it's motherhood and it's auntiehood. Mm-hmm. But that was nowhere in my mind because I've just been, this year has been such an interesting look at my relationship to significance, right? And why I had such a heartbreaking reaction, you know, um, while with everything else. This wasn't like, consuming me every single day but it was becoming more glaring because I wasn't able to feel confident enough to express this Mm -hmm. right especially girdly because conflict isn't really a part of our nature yeah (laughs) that hasn't been something that we've had to do with each other yeah I think we've guided each other out of outside conflicts, yeah. professional, romantic, things with other friends. Yeah. But um, we've usually aligned on a lot. Yeah. On damn near everything. So, yeah. you know, that conversation Monday was really hard. Um, but I it definitely, uh, it brought us closer. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to see more of you. Even though I feel like I have a pretty good view of you, I think that the thing that, pregnancy brings out in all of us is it does bring us to our core memories. It does bring us to our core wounds Mm -hmm. because this is the beginning and it's always going to remind people of the, of the beginning of their beginnings, of your beginnings. Right. Um, Right. 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 right, right. And it brings it up in all of us. And I appreciate you sharing as much as you did with me and just being as transparent as you have been because that is scary. Mm-hmm. That is scary. And there has not been a lot of space for this conversation. I haven't been able to like, I know you well enough and I'm sensitive to you enough and I can empathize with you enough to know that something was off like we discussed. Right, right. Um, and I just, I knew it couldn't be the cliche answers because mm. I'm like, no, this girl really does love me. Like yeah. there's no question under the sun and I love her too. And it, it's just been too consistent. Nobody can keep up a facade for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody's that, that would crazy. be wild, right? It would be crazy. You know, I'm like, I might as well join the CIA exactly. if I'm able to be undercover for that long. <laughs> I'm in like, the wrong profession. <laughs> like they don't do that. Like what we have is absolute genuine yeah. and, and you're... The way that you've empathized with my joy and my victories and my losses and my hurts in the past have 
they have just been so beautifully, like they've just been so beautiful. Like, I know, I trust you. I know you, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I sense you and I feel you. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the first times where I was like, I don't get it. Yeah, you know, and that was so hard. It was so frustrating. Um, it brought me to tears too because I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah, um, I don't understand what is this. So you know, I thank you for just like going that deep because it's scary to go that deep into your childhood and mm-hmm. to dig it up and to search for it and to sit with yourself in something so ugly and so hard, and um, to share something with not just your best friend but a pregnant person. In general, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something real, like, I don't know, like, ancient whale. (laughs) Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, ancient fossil or something. Yeah, I mean, because... people tiptoe around pregnant people. (laughs) Bro, like, let's talk about it. And listen, because you... I mean, every time I see you, I'm just like, wow, Girdly, like, how were you able to go another notch up in gorgeousness? Like, what? Um... But yes, pregnant people in general have a very, it feels like a fairy is pregnant. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's just something so ethereal with you and the veil feels very thin. It does. Cause we're, <laughs> we're, we're literally, we're embodying spirituality right now. Yeah. Like we're embodying the work of the creator. You know right. what I'm saying? Like right. we always right. talk about God being in the room with us anytime that we have a real Ill- illuminating moment. But mm-hmm. now it's like, no, no, no. He's here right now. Like he's, he's in the born, womb. You know too. what I'm saying? Like there is <laughs> yeah. life. It, there's life happening in front of us. Whether you identify with religion or spirituality, you can't deny growth. Yeah. It's happening right in front of you, and yeah. it's and and it's a and he's alive and well. Like to the outside world, it's like oh, when the baby comes, when the baby comes, like no, the baby's here, here right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he's kicking and he's listening and he's responding and mm-hmm. he can feel. When I'm anxious and when I'm nervous and when I'm stressed, so mm-hmm. I can understand with you knowing those things too, mm-hmm. um, how again, how loaded and how difficult it must have been to just like express your truth. But I'm so grateful that you did because with this being such a potent period in not just my life, but our life, yeah, you know, and knowing that people recall things energetically. Mm-hmm. And they don't remember how you what you did or what you said. They remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. Knowing that people recall things energetically, I would hate to look back at this period of time and to remember that there was something uh, between us. There was something that went unsaid. You know yep. what I'm saying? There was mm-hmm. something tense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So sitting down and having that conversation not only just allowed me to see another dimension of you, but it also really helped me understand how. I can be more deliberate and intentional about maintaining my friendships and holding my friendships and creating like real valuable space for Mm -hmm. like the people who have volunteered to be aunties, Mm. (laughs) you know, in my child's life. Like that's so important. That's such Mm. a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I love my sisters to death. They're amazing. But they have to be, they have to be his auntie. There is something different about. (laughs) They have to be his auntie. (laughs) Someone volunteering versus someone being like hired. Exactly. You know? know. Um, And I think, Gurdley, also when you're talking about how carrying new life, um, carrying a child brings us back to our childhood, Mm -hmm. but also like it brings it back to the wound, the womb, excuse me, because it's dark in there. Mm-hmm. So thinking about like shadow work, I have to return to my birthplace 
which is really dark, even if it's just the birth of a thought. Exactly. That birth of that that limiting belief is heavy. It's dark. You know what I mean? But at this time in my life, because although I'm not a biological mother, but I am a mother to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm a mother to my inner child, Mm -hmm. you know? And so because my inner child is with me throughout all of life, I can return to that shadowy side with a bulb, with a candle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm very grateful for my nephew because... He's servicing yeah. this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. I think it's important to note when we are saying that pregnant women are looked at as goddesses. And yes, you very much are. And you're humans. Mm-hmm. So it's a disservice to glorify someone to the point where their humanity is lost. Yeah. And you have convinced yourself that you cannot have a human to human vulnerable to the bone conversation because you forget they're even made of bones. Exactly. <laughs> you now think they're just made of clouds and fairy dust, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just like whatever woo woo <laughs> mysticism, but it's like no, this is very much still a human, um which means that She can hold space for me as she has done many times, which also means that she can still make mistakes too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because a a part of what had recently triggered me was how I found out about the move, which Mm -hmm. was nothing like malicious at all. But it was through reading in the baby shower invite. And so Mm -hmm. I was taken aback from it in that way. Um, And it's crazy because... I told you I've been seeing so many butterflies mm-hmm. ever since. So for those who are new, my nickname for Girdley is Burger because she's so damn juicy. She's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is obviously going to mean the nickname for my nephew is Bun. Ha-ha. You love to see it. <laughs> and I'm telling you, ever since Bun took residency in my boo's body, the butterflies have just mm. been pulling up. That's so funny. I love that. <laughs> and like historically, I've had some like fake beef of butterflies because I do enjoy them thoroughly as a metaphor, but physically they've always just, I don't know, brought about some cringe for me. I don't know. I think it's because they don't fly in a straight line. They flutter. Right. They flutter. And then I had to have empathy for them because I'm like, they haven't been butterflies their whole life. The majority of their life, they were caterpillars. Yeah. So, of course, they don't know how to use their wings like any other fucking flying insect, bitch. <laughs> like, get starving. it together, son. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I've been seeing butterflies and I couldn't help but feel like this was not coincidental. Yeah. That these were signs to not only accept transformation, yep. but enjoy and, and to know, transformation. And to know that you'll be guided through it. Yeah. Like, to know that this is safe transformation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's funny that you say that. Um, I'm recalling like the week of the uh, engagement. I remember I was doing something very ambitious. Mm-hmm. 
I was <laughs> I was climbing a mountain. <laughs> uh, yes, she was. <laughs> I was climbing a mountain. Like maybe... we'll put the link for it in the show notes so you can <laughs> see it for yourself. <laughs> I was climbing a mountain, pregnant, early in my pregnancy. I got cleared. I was wearing the proper harness, all the things. But mm-hmm. um, and I remember praying that this was going to be a safe endeavor for me to take on because yeah. I already spoke to God about it beforehand but I was just like reminded on the mountain like hey God remember what we spoke about and um, I was looking for a sign and at that very moment like a butterfly started flying around me and like the camera on my head caught it but I love that like you're seeing butterflies too because oh. they've been showing up for me as well too oh <laughs> oh man I was wondering if I was gonna end up crying for this too since I already became a faucet the other day with you but um, that's really, really, really beautiful yeah. Um, because so much of our life, we've moved at the same pace. We've made many similar decisions, you know, which felt almost like simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't a fork in the road per se, but change takes on many different forms you know Mm -hmm. and so it's taking on the form of you becoming a biological mother but what I was hinting at before too it has really helped me transform into mothering myself more seriously Uh and my and my projects more seriously like even to the point where (laughs) I've been experimenting with something like tasks for this podcast for instance right when I think of them I hear a baby crying and I'm like Go attend to your child, sis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what I've been doing. And to um open up about some of the other branches of fears and limiting beliefs and scarcity and just overall the complexities of all of this, um, the mortality note. <laughs> I said, Oh, snap, we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girdley and I, as we happily did. You know, we're in our late 30s. (laughs) I wouldn't say late. Uh, Right, right. We're we're on time. We're on time time in our 30s. (laughs) We've arrived right on time. We've arrived, damn it. (laughs) Here we are in this third decade. And, you know, in our 20s, we, you know, did our 20s the way that we wanted to and the way that we should have in in hindsight. But because our biological age, our chronological age and our biological age don't match up and we're still in a city that very much is built off youthful energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's a, a place of thrill. Uh, I'm like, wait, already we're here? And I felt like this, 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 I don't know, I guess gravity. Yeah. Where I forgot. It's like I did time and space and I was just floating around for dumb long. That's New York for you though. Uh Uh-huh. New York has a very like unique way of like suspending time. I think a lot of people are caught in that, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And then there's also just the lifestyle of New York, like the affordability of housing, yeah, the likelihood of finding love in such a sexy single city, you know, um, all of those things keep the idea of family planning a bit at bay for so many people. Yeah. And then, you know, family, the idea of family or just, I think um, our common preconceived notions about familyhood do come with a certain gravity. But remember, like, this is, this is the day of like reinvention. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
we decide what our values are and that's what shapes the course of our life. Exactly. So like us being intentional about maintaining friendship, knowing, Mm -hmm. knowing what we know now about Mm -hmm. how friendship is literally like medicinal to your long-term health. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Knowing how it is literally beneficial to model that for your child so that they themselves can have a higher quality life. Right. Um, is going to allow us to have the type of friendships that maybe our parents or our culture didn't put a heavy emphasis on. Right. Knowing that like motherhood can be as sexy as Beyonce on tour right now, Come as on. you love to mention, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause I personally feel like motherhood is not going to be the thing that makes me more of a moral person. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like my sexuality is going to like the floodgates are going to open wide because now I have no stigmas around the power of sexuality and sensuality. Yeah. You can't taint it. You know what I'm saying? The way that it was tainted for me as a young person mm-hmm. where I like, I had to apologize about certain things being a little too sensual or too sexual. And now I'm like, no, Yeah, this very force brought forth life. Exactly. You're experiencing it in a very sacred <laughs> you know manner. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm taking, and, and it's allowing me to like, take up more space with it. So I'm also realizing that that is a reimagination of motherhood and a reimagination of what familyhood can mean too. It's mm. liberating, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, and, and I, and we know these things, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like we know these things and we talk about them in different ways all the time and yeah. through different words, but I can understand how it can be, how we can be disoriented from these truths when we're also being flung back into the core memories of our childhood. Exactly. So being able to like pull ourselves back Mm -hmm. from that darkness um, is important because also remembering too, when we're using the metaphor of darkness and the womb, as this baby is literally resting in darkness, he is at peace. Mm. He is developing. Yeah. His heart is expanding every day. Mm -hmm. He is comforted. He is protected. Wow. Held. He is being fed. Yes. And he's he is, already loved. He's already loved. Yes. And he's safe. Yes. And he didn't that, have to do anything to earn to, the love. He didn't have to wow. do anything. Amen. Literally, there was light. There's light in the darkness already. And that's yes. how, we, that's not just him. That's how we start off. Yes. That is us. That is our essence. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So like all the things. Yeah. Yeah. That's our divine everything. design. It and, is. And also like. He is a one of one. There mm-hmm. is, n- there will be no replica of his fingerprints, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, there is a part of him that's going to have both you and your incredible partner. Can I say his name? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have him as a guest, so we might as well right now, right? <laughs> Come on, girl. You go- no? His name is Fiance for now. Okay, for now. Okay, I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. I'm glad that I allowed you to fill in the I rest of that sentence. That. Just because his name is as, as unique as mine. And if you live in Brooklyn, you know, you know. No, so. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud of myself for like letting that ellipses like hang on for you know, as long as I did. The growth, Tracy. The growth, sis. I'm like, yeah. The impulse control. Right. Sis. Thank the you. Growth. I'm glad you recognize I it. I do. I, I, I tip my little, I tip my uh, headphones to you. <laughs> It's been 20 years in the making. I'm telling you, I'm giving birth to many things too. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful. But yeah, but it's also a reminder, like my coming nephew or my nephew that's here already, he is so different. He is one of one while also being a part of an entire lineage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
And so, but that uniqueness, that individuality does remind me that we are meant to do things our way. Yeah. The paintbrushes in our hands, you know what I mean? And so even though I'm really pissed off at society because it's not just my childhood, you know, my mother dedicating, my mother making a child a religion She's not the only one who did that. Exactly. You know, um, we have seen innumerable times how the most crowned relationships in a woman's life Mm -hmm. is the one with her child and the one with her husband. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's just keep it dead ass. It's not even a partnership because we do not see the level of reverence and adoration even given to women in same sex relationships or marriages, right? This is very particular to a heterosexual relationship. And so if I'm a child that already has that thought of children ruin friendships, well, by golly, I definitely navigated a society that reinforced that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then now when I'm at the age that my mother was catering to her children and my best friend is at that age as well i'm like oh my gosh is this deja vu is this like destiny you know Mm -hmm. because it's like i was sharing this with you the other day berg where i'm like what is the role of the friend it almost feels like i was like you know one of Though, who, who, who is it? Remember when Belle was in the castle? <laughs> and it's like... Disney God is in a chokehold. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other a conversation. Hole. But all of those inanimate objects, it just felt like their entire point was just to get Belle dolled up for the beast and like, oh my gosh, they're going to get together? Like, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? Like, the same thing when it comes to like Snow White. Like, all of those animals are just like, when's the prince coming? When's the prince coming? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like... Was my role as a friend simply to prepare, shape, influence, affirm, approve my friend so that I could usher her in to be wedded and to be impregnated? And then it's like, see ya, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go take my ass to PA now. <laughs> Meet you on the gram. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell is my place? Because everything, and listen, mm-hmm. I want to be married. I'm in a really, I just um, celebrated my seven year anniversary. You know, I want that. Who I am right now doesn't desire being a biological mother, um, just to put that as a sidebar, but also, I don't feel comfortable making decisions for my future self. and speaking on her behalf. Mm -hmm. So that's why I just, I don't know, I could never say I'm never going to be a mother. But when you think about, again, it almost feels like the the standard is complete celebration for if someone is engaged, right? If someone is pregnant, any other feelings, like stuff it down. It's almost like related to toxic positivity in a sense. And there's also so much events around it as it should be i'm not saying any of that should change right but it's... but the sneaky comparison mm-hmm. happens <laughs> where i'm like i don't remember anyone being that happy for me and girdley's friendship <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
remember. I actually remember some people taking issue and having no problem voicing their issues out loud yeah. with how close we were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember anyone saying, sending, you know, a group text message like, yo, we should really like create a party to celebrate. It's going to be Girdley and Tracy's 20 year friendship anniversary. <laughs> no surprise. Right. No surprise. For, there's no one behind this couch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but that's just like, you know, very sneaky ways that my my ego comes up. But it does give because exactly. in any form of crisis, whether it is real life crisis or whether it's a crisis that my brain is trying to convince me is true, um, there lies opportunity. Exactly. And, you know, we're creators. Yes, We're exactly, both mothers exactly. creating at all times. Exactly. And as exiled feminists, we have the opportunity. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Even if we're within the parameters of this shaky world, you know, but it's like those Russian dolls. (laughs) (laughs) We still got a life like you thought we were just this show. Please. Exactly. There's another one. Exactly. And another one. Yeah. And so what you were speaking about earlier with the role of the friendship and getting that partner ready for these big life moments. Mm -hmm. I do think, yes, that is part of the role of a friend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to like help us step into that adulthood, to ha- help us step into whatever chapter we see for ourselves. Yeah. And that's not going to look the same for other people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But help, help your person get to where they're trying to get to. Yeah. And I do think that that's part of it. But when they get there, our job as friends are to help reorient them mm-hmm. and ground them in who they truly are mm-hmm. so that they don't get caught up and lost in that as so many people do when mm-hmm. it comes to success and relationships and especially with motherhood and that being a big part of the whole postpartum depression yeah. is the isolation and all, you know, the chemical imbalances, the changes in your body, but also speaking earlier to that point that you were talking about how people treat pregnant people a certain way and it's not really real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they go through that for nine months and then the baby leaves them and that attention and that favor and that soft presence goes with the baby. And you yourself are left with just being a person again. And not just the person that you once were, but like a person who feels somewhat hollow and almost like a shell of yourself to mm-hmm. an extent. Mm-hmm. And there are women who have to battle that, battle those feelings. Mm-hmm. And that also that sense of abandonment from everybody, you know yeah. what I'm saying? From your partner, from, from your family, from your mom, from everybody, from your community, because the thing that made you magical has now been birthed. Right. And now they're carrying on and doing their own thing. The carriage is now a pumpkin. Exactly, exactly. So mm-hmm. the f- role of the friend is the fairy godmother. Yeah. Oh, ro- <laughs> <laughs> oh Gurdley. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Tracy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You are to remind that friend of their glow. You are to help them come back to themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why friendship, especially during the postpartum period, is so essential. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why keeping it real with your friend throughout the pregnancy period is so essential too because it can feel like almost like they're being gaslit (laughs) you know what i'm saying because life has shifted so much yeah and so much has happened so many so many feelings have transpired so many areas of personal development have happened without them being involved in it Mm -hmm. so now when they have to come back to their friends it's almost as if you guys are like strangers or if there's a distance there that hasn't been addressed yeah so like the left behind exactly so like the role of the friend is incredibly essential because they're growing through all the stages 
of that other person's life development and they're reminding them of their essence. They're reminding them of who they originally were um, as they're growing into someone else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's not enough awards for that, but Mm -hmm. we'll create them. Yeah, absolutely. But I think like saying that out loud, you know, is the reward. Yeah. Because these conversations aren't really had. Yeah. They're tiptoed around, you know, or they're covered in a film of shame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so removing that and remembering that friendship, although you have really special friendships that feel easy, but they're strong. Mm -hmm. And they're strong because you had to lift heavy shit. Mm -hmm. You gain muscle Mm -hmm. through lifting weights, you know? And so although Girdley and I forgot in this very unique circumstance, and also not unique circumstance, because how many women have been pregnant? You know what I mean? But this is unique to us. Yeah. And so when there was a level of tension, it was like, what the hell is going on? Because we're usually not the main characters of any tension that needs to be discussed, Mm -hmm. right? And so it was like, damn, how do we bring this up? But all of our past has actually given us the strength to have difficult conversations, even Mm -hmm. if, and maybe they prepared us to have the difficult conversation that finally does involve the two of us. Mm. You know what Mm. I mean? Because it hasn't been like, okay, a sunny day for 20 years. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like you're someone that has been with me in the midst of suicide attempts. Mm. You know what I mean? And through really toxic, soul-breaking relationships, right? Um, Just all the zigs and zags of life that required complete surrender. Yeah. (laughs) That required you gently holding my vulnerability, you know? And my very, what felt like a very fragile existence at that time. And so all of that cannot be taken for granted because it's all actually tethered to the present. (laughs) It's all tethered to the present. And so you said the best word the other day, which was stars of a D. Oh no. It's okay. Pregnancy brain. (laughs) Oh yes. Fairy godmother brain. Let's go. Durability, bitch. Durability. Durability. (laughs) That's a good one. Durability, (laughs) like we have durability. And also like, this is actually a circumstance that is both a blessing and has been a bit of a challenge for me, but we still have life to live. Yeah. And there are going to be circumstances that feel like solely a challenge, Mm. like just tragedy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we're going to be losing people. This is not even something that you knock on wood. This is just the reality of it. You know what I mean? The most distinguished quality of life is change. And so all of this is rehearsal for the next challenge that carves out our character even more beautifully and tightens our bond. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm I'm really, really grateful for it, Girdley. Me too. I really, really am. Because like I started off this conversation with, you're a teacher. 
And so there's going to be times where I don't like the lesson. There's going to be times, a season where I ace all of, you know what I mean? The the test. And then there's times where I'm like, dang, I'm struggling. Mm. And you got to get tutored <laughs> when you're not doing well in class. And then there's classes too where you can self Didn't you do a class like this when we were at Pace where you're able to um, create like your own curriculum? Yeah. 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 And so, so that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what we're doing. And I mm-hmm. think that's a big takeaway that anyone who has experienced what I'm experiencing mm-hmm. um, or can understand, relate to Girdley's um, fears the way that we're combating those fears is actually to take it back to bun to just being playful mm-hmm. to allowing ourselves to imagine, mm-hmm. you know, and these are the qualities that a child knows so well. Yeah. Let's experiment. Yeah. Let's try something new. Yeah. Another thing that I um, have been more welcoming of, although it was also scary is that when your friend and I'm this friend as well, when we enter partnerships and or create um, children of other life, I am inheriting new people in my world. Yeah. <laughs> Which was wild. You know, sometimes I'm just like, how did these folks enter my life? Especially because I came to New York wanting to curate my life, which in some ways is a very just fancy world of saying word way of saying control. Control <laughs> <laughs> by life and choose all of these people. Um And it can get a bit tricky or disorienting or whatever when I feel like changes are happening in my life, but someone else made them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, snap. Girdley and her partner can make a decision that also impacts me because Mm. as much as we believe that we're fully independent, we're a part of a web. Yeah. And so instead of looking at it as a lack of control, right, and that you're standing on shaky ground and that you're losing things, it's really, no, this is an expansion. Yeah. This is abundance. It is. And one of the true tests of trust Mm -hmm. that I'm experiencing is... If I believe everything I just shared about Girdley with you all, then I also have to believe in Girdley's discernments, you know, in her ability to choose not only just people in her life that are going to be the grandest of depositors, but the person she is creating life with. Mm. <laughs> and although I genuinely believe him to be a magnificent man, because we've had past relationships with dudes that, you know, it was cute, but we didn't think like, this is the one. And I'm like, oh, you actually a new family member in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does, what does that look like? I know, I know. You know, when you think about the dynamics of man, woman, who is being like submissive. Again, remember I said I have issues with authority. You know what I mean? I've also always also been running away from male authority for some time. Another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Another episode. But I'm like, oh my gosh, is Gurdley's soon-to-be husband a male authority in my life? 
my God, I thought that I had a full never ending supply of free will. Mm. You telling me that this whole time has been a joke and actually it's been completely predicated on destiny? Nah, son. Nah. <laughs> nah. But here's the thing. I have always said that I value variety. I have always said that I love thrill. Yeah. I have said that I love miracles like a lot of other souls here on earth. If I love miracles, you must love surprise. Yes. If you love surprise, then you gotta love not knowing <laughs> what's to come. Exactly. Surrender, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, these are, I'm just zooming into a layer. This isn't, you know, a broad stroke of right. how I feel at all, but I'm I'm zooming in because I don't feel like we zoom in to this. No, I think it's important. Yeah. And I think also too, in addition to all that you're sharing, which is beautiful and very introspective, I think that it also like reminds us um, when we're dealing with like childbirth and all of these things is that the spirit of creativity is alive and well and it's flourishing and it's affecting all of us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, these new roles and these new people and these new extensions of family, it's asking us to really tap into that creative mother's touch that lives within all of us mm. and to figure out how can I influence this? Like, how can I make this, how can I create an outcome in yeah. a way that I'm going to have to move a little bit differently now, right? Yeah. I can't I can't say the things that I want to say because there's a kid in the room, but I'm still going to find a way to say it. Right. right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Which is a creative task. Exactly. It's actually becoming multilingual. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's forcing you deeper into your level of empathy mm. because now you really have to sit and think about how your words and your actions are going to be felt and perceived by somebody else and taking that information to now really repackage what you're going to say to really wow. create an outcome. What a beautiful challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the so, younger you are, the more frivolous you are of all of your words. Exactly. You're impulsive. You're more self-centered. Exactly. Yeah. And we think that that's freedom. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But like, this is a more sophisticated version yes, of freedom. Yes. As you're talking about abundance and expansion, this is also a level of promotion. Because as you get smarter, you get better. <laughs> you get more responsibilities. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, because you get you're considering... Positions. The freedoms of others. Exactly. That's at different stages look different than your own. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And I, I think that's, I really, mm. I love the, um, I love what birth that's real. brings out in everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very clear to me what it's bringing out in me, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I'm seeing the effect that it has on other people. Like, I'm seeing how it literally shifts the dynamic in other people and asks them to tap into their better selves. People... People offer me seats. People wish me well. People who don't know me say that they're so happy for me. People right. who don't know me are empathizing with me. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's asking my friends who are going through challenging things to find the words, to sit in the discomfort, mm -hmm. to seek it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To like really tap into that higher intelligence to really have those conversations. And this is all being catalyzed by the presence of new life. Wow. And when you're promoted, guess what you get? A bigger team. And so that's what I'm gaining. <laughs> yes. A absolutely. bigger team. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, mm -hmm. girdly, that's good. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I want to pedal backwards really quickly because mm -hmm. I think this is important because this was a way you were able to empathize with me even prior mm -hmm. to us having this conversation because mm -hmm. you were able to identify a time where you might have felt mm -hmm. what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. 
You mind sharing that, bro? Yeah, no problem. I remember, like, maybe, I don't know how many years ago it was, maybe five years ago, when we were both in relationships and we had met our partners at the same time. Mm -hmm. Me and Tracy have a lot of synergy in our life. Yeah. And we reach milestones (laughs) at relatively the same age eras Mm -hmm. and that's also why this little situation felt a little jarring because we're like hold on this is super different from from us but anyways back to five years ago um or seven years ago rather we both ended up getting in relationships with libras (laughs) (laughs) who wear glasses who wear glasses (laughs) and we were both like you know like it was kind of it was kind of like the mark of two serious relationships our adulthood relationships and prior to that we were dealing with like both very messy situations so it was Mm -hmm. it felt really awesome to be growing into these what felt like very adult relationships. Um, it turns out that Tracy's very much was. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and within a couple of short years, it was revealed to me that mine was not. Mm-hmm. And I had to release that person and send them back to the streets. But unfortunately, <laughs> with love, with love, yeah. I, you know, best of luck to all that you're doing. No, I thought that know. was actually a really classy way of saying that. Thank bird. you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I don't but, know if I would have done the same. <laughs> But long story short, we had to break up. And during the time that we broke up, I remember it was like, it was a hard breakup for me. Mm -hmm. But it was also during the time that like Tracy and her partner were moving in with one another. And Tracy was so happy. (laughs) You guys, y'all know, y'all know my friend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When she feels something, everybody feels it. And it's, it's, it's one of your greatest qualities. The fact that you can shake up a room and just excite people with your energy. Mm, Um, Thank you. And absolutely. And I just remember being like, oh, I can't, I can't get past my own sorrow and my own hurt and my own disappointment and my own loss to fully be present for like, yeah. you know, the wave of excitement that Tracy was having, was mm-hmm. experiencing at that moment. And I wanted to be present, but I struggled with it. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to like mourn my loss and celebrate her win mm. at the same time. And what I did, what I did with it was I, I withdrew for a period of time and just worked on it and explored it and understood it. And when I felt like I had um, the words to articulate exactly what I was going through, I realized that it had nothing to do with you and Carl. Mm-hmm. And it really had very, it had very little to do with my own partner. Well, my ex-partner at the time, it had to do with my own trauma with abandonment. It had to do with my own trauma with loss. So that's again, why I commend you for being able to sit and explore those childhood feelings, because I know what it's like to sit there and cry about something that is fucking irreversible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And something that you've carried for years and it's still messing with you as an adult. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I get that. I I know that. And um, sometimes you just got to go through it. You know what I'm saying? So like when you brought all that up, I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I know that feeling and it's not awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it also, it's still that feeling has proven to be valuable not only to you, mm-hmm. but for me and mm-hmm. sharing this, you know, mm-hmm. and this has now served as validation of my feelings, you know, mm-hmm. validation of my humanity, mm-hmm. validation of my healing. Yeah. Yeah. That's here and yeah. that's continuously unfolding. Yeah. And validation of our of our sorrows and our struggles too. Oh yeah. That that's the part, man. You know, because had I had not, I would that conversation could have gone different. Oh, yeah. Because you started off this conversation by saying how difficult it is to address these feelings because it's always tainted by feelings of like suspicion or hateration. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And like, had I not gone through those feelings, who's to say, I mean, I don't believe it would have happened for you with you, but who's to say, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That like those feelings wouldn't have crept up. Yeah. So we have to go through those things so that we can empathize with other people. We have to go through those things so that we can learn to empathize with people in general. And we have to be prepared to um, carry those things with a level of exercise and reflexibility so that we can model those for the kids, Mm. for the new babies, Mm -hmm. because they're going to be really confused about empathy. (laughs) (laughs) Sincerely, sincerely. Yeah. No, shout out to you for joining, to both of us, Gurley, because, you know, you only find gold way beneath the surface. Mm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You have to, you have to dig for quite a while. And this is also a reminder. I've been really reflecting on this lately, how... Grief and celebration are not in competition Mm, mm, with one another. Yeah. You know? It takes one to even understand the other. Yeah. Yeah. Or to even feel, you know what I mean? The height of another. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. they, They really, really are not. And these relationships, these durable relationships are not given to us at this level. You know what I mean? They are built to this level. Mm, mm. <laughs> They're given to us with the potential, mm-hmm. right? And um, maybe a, a manual of sorts, but a part of building the durability is through this work. Mm-hmm. It's through the conversation, the conversations that happen both with yourself and with the other person, because mm-hmm. I was having these conversations with myself and I was having these conversation with my therapist and I was speaking to my partner about this and I was mm-hmm. feeling like levity around it. And also getting the balls to ask some other people who have a similar dynamic, like, hey, did you feel? And they were like, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. There's, there is grief and it's real life grief too, because mm-hmm. our friendship will never be the same, but mm-hmm. that's not a negative. Yeah. That's not, even though that sounds like the beginning of like, you know, a horror film or a sad story. No, that is actually the beginning of even more newness because we've gone through different um, stages. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And our 20s is on the rafters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a hell of a time mm-hmm. that should now get me excited to see what happens with the rest of these the rest of these decades, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so although it's like, damn, we really are being promoted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that for anyone who's been promoted, you know that that can be scary because you're, you're right. wondering, am I qualified for this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. A little bit of imposter syndrome. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, all of that. Sometimes you just want to stay within like your comfort zone because you know that you're good here. Exactly. You have all the evidence that you've been good exactly. here. Exactly. And you've got to try something new. Mm-hmm. But that but that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. That's just really, really what it is. Um, and I wanna continue getting to know God in as many ways as possible. And if I say that, then I gotta do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, boo. So so let's do it. Let's do it. And, oh, I wanted to finish my other thought. There it is. Bing. (laughs) What I was speaking to um, my therapist and all these people, and I did experience the levity, but what was missing was now sharing it. Yeah. 
that was actually the key because I thought that I would be able to <laughs> fully too. release this without, and I was like, okay, this is <laughs> great. I'm just going to handle this in the background. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And maybe some folks can can do that. You right. know what I mean? Because, you know, thinking about some people that are no longer in my life now for good reason, but I was able to give myself uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Closure. closure. Yeah. I was able to give myself closure. So I felt like this would be a very similar circumstance, but that's not the case with people you want in your life. Yeah. <laughs> that part. At all. So I would say in building this next chapter of our friendship, Gurdley, mm-hmm. and it's not just about us. We have many friends who are part of this chapter mm-hmm. as well. To close on this note, give us some previews of what you think that looks like. Definitely with the grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I do mean like a level of presence, but also that fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. fun that we have always had and really fighting for it and being intentional about yeah. how we go about it. Like how we've been planning like, we are going to celebrate our 20 year and our friendship. Yeah. You know, our friend we anniversary. Are, right. We're going to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we're going right. to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And when we do it, we're going to have fun mm-hmm. and we're going to have like big fun. Not mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what late 30. No, we're going to have big fun in yeah. the spirit of our younger selves, mm-hmm. you know, um, and continuing to just be very honest. Yeah. Um, in all that you're experiencing so that I can grow with you mm. because, Mutual. you know, there's going to be. You know, the focus is going to shift, of course. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that that has to also come with blind spots. Yeah. You can still be informed on what you missed, on what you didn't catch because yeah. your focus might have had to shift for a moment and or it's two. And di- it's a different balance. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not a demotion. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a demotion at all. And it's and that's even for a season. You're not mothering the same way at every stage of a child's life. No. And, and I feel like also the way that that helps within the auntiehood, um, with that transparency, with that sitting in emotion and identifying it for what it actually is, mm-hmm. extending that to me and allowing me to practice that with you because those are this that's the same type of reflexive empathy that I have to practice with. Yep, your child. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that might always that might not always be as neat yeah. and as patient and as rational as it's happening with right. other adults. And I'm glad you're saying the word practice because when you have the conversation, it doesn't, the conversation isn't a magic wand. Yeah. Where all of a sudden now you are perfect at balancing or, you know, seeing the brighter side of things or whatever. No, like when you learn something and you're put on, you still stumble just like the first steps our exactly. nephew's going to take. They're going to be stumbles because they're new. You're trying something on. And so it's also giving each other grace. Exactly. Because the, the day you have awareness is not the day that you master. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. mm-hmm. So I would say that that's probably one of the biggest things that you can offer Um a friend who's going through that transition is to help them practice empathy Yeah, by extending that and by sharing it, sharing, being honest with what you're going through, mm-hmm. um, because that's something that they're always going to have to keep in, keep a healthy muscle, a strong muscle yeah. with raising their child, because they, that also says that that literally supports a child's brain development more than like any type of like early exposure to like baby mm-hmm. Einstein books or anything like mm-hmm. um, somebody who is just grounded in a positive spirit, p- 
parents who are grounded in a positive spirit, community that's grounded in positivity, yeah. um, helping the child identify what they're going through, helping them, oh, what, what is this feeling? Oh, what does that feel like? Oh, that sounds like frustration. Do you feel frustrated at those moments? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that are going to make them a likable person and allow them to build strong friendships and have a higher quality life as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So it's all a cycle. Like yeah. reminding me how to do that, practicing that with me so that I can extend that to him so that he can see that model within you. And then we mm-hmm. can just like create a better person. And then th- this is his reality. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also part of our creative practice. Right, right, so. right. <laughs> Something that I loved and you put in the our group chat was that Calendly. Mm. Like you want to see intention with wheels behind it. Girdley has said, I'm going, I want you guys to come and visit. Mm -hmm. I need you guys (laughs) to come and visit. And I'm going to have a Calendly where you will be able to see the weekends that we are free and we would love to host you. Please take full advantage. You know, you've also just, you've done a really beautiful job as well, Girdley, at talking about this promotion (laughs) of auntiehood, you know what I mean? Of not just like seeing it as an experience for yourself, but like, guys, like this is magic that we can all partake in, you know? And I'm so excited for that. Um, Something else when I had spoken to my therapist, as she said, she does with um, one of her good friends who is a mother and a wife is there are times where, So she practices both the integrated life because obviously you don't completely undress these different roles when we're together Mm -hmm. because they're all, you know, uh, modge podge. They all come with you. But she'll have times where she wants to experience her friend as a wife, a mother and a friend simultaneously. Mm. And so that looks like double dates at each other's homes Mm. and visiting her and her partner and uh, her friend's child. But then there are times where it's just double date and there's no child. And then there are times where she requests, Hey, I think I just want to focus on friendship. Okay. And they have those times as well. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so that no role or experience, I should say, is being neglected, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. then you're not living in this imaginary world where because you only see your friend solo, you think she's not a wife or a mother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because, nah, she she is all of those things. So... I thought that was really good. I love that. Yeah, advice as well. I think this was a good episode, bro. I think, I think we did it again. I think this. <laughs> I think we did it again. Yeah, listeners, thank you so much for being a witness to mm-hmm. this. Um, thank yeah. you in advance for being a participant. I look forward to hearing the reactions to this. I look forward to see- to hearing if you're going to be bringing any of these um, suggestions or these prompts into your own world. Even if you just play around with them, if you don't have any friends who are pregnant, if you're like me and right now you don't want to be a mother, but thinking about a biological mother, but thinking about how these can apply to your current life, Mm because we're all nurturing something, right? And we all are holding back on revealing something that feels scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I dare you to see what's on the other side. And I'm just going to say, spoiler alert, that there's something valuable there. Mm -hmm. 
If this podcast has been a treat for you, please let us know. We're on IG at Glow in the Dark. That's G-L-O. But really, I want you to consider following or subscribing to the pod on your favorite app, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Yes, YouTube. That way you can get notifications whenever a new episode is born, which also helps us nurture the show. And if that feels right, go ahead with your generous self and leave us a rating and review. These are the love languages of podcasters, my friend. I'm just saying. And to end off on love, please know in this ever-stimulating, digital-crazed modern world, your presence is ridiculously valued by us. This podcast is a light in our life, and we hope it shines the same for you. Till next time.